Welcome to Truth's Table, Midwife's Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trying to hit the themes, you know. <laughs> Come on. Yes. I love it. I love it. There you go. It's my living in vain. That's what I do. Is it? Excellent question these days. We need to know. In this dystopian reality. Yes. It's my quarantine in vain. Yes, my quarantine in vain. My house in vain. You know, it's my sheltering for 40 days and nights. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I wish we could easily say no, of course not. But I'm like, you listen, name it, claim it. No, of course not. (laughs) Another excellent song. We are blessed and highly favored, though. There we We go. We are blessed and highly favored. I'm looking for a miracle. Well, well, hello. (laughs) You know why? You know why? Because it was grace. Oh, yes. And mercy. Mercy. Okay. Yes. Grace. Mercy. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I wonder introducing something special here. Clearly, clearly. I wonder what what exactly is on the table, y'all? What what, what are we talking about today? What's your praying spirit saying? What? Come on. Oh, well, well, before we go, I need to put on my long chiffon gown with sequin. Um, <laughs> should I do that first? <laughs> well, my, my praying spirit says that Jesus is a love song, but well, we also, we talking about the clock sisters. It is a truth table movie review of the clock sisters, the first ladies of gospel. Now this came in high demand. From the sisters at the table, okay? Y'all, this post, yeah. we had uh, 50, 11 comments talking about, yes, you got to do it. <laughs> we had there praise hands. Feelings. Mm-hmm. We had runs, runs, run, running folk in the comments, child. They were not playing. They were like, y'all going to review this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we are. And we were ready. I mean, I feel like we were, we were waiting for this movie to come out. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So that's what is on the table. The Clark sisters, first ladies of gospel is on the table. Um, and this movie was just, ah. Uh, I can't wait to get into it. But first, before we go there, before we go there, let me give y'all some, let me get, let's give some roses and some flowers to some folks, okay? Um, Well, first and foremost, um, this movie was directed by Christine Swanson. Um, And it's about, obviously, the rise um, of the Clark sisters trying to make their way. Um, well, really spread the gospel, you know, ultimately was their goal, but also to make their way and carve out their own place in um, the gospel landscape. And they have obviously done that um, and paved the way for so many others. So this movie was directed by Christine Swanson. The producers on the film are Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, and Mary J. Blige. Come on. Um, the stars who played, you know, the main characters, Ingenue Ellis played Dr. Maddie Moss Clark. Okay. Um, Raven Goodwin played uh, Denise Clark. Shalia Frazier played Dorinda Clark Cole, who's my favorite uh, Clark sister. Um, <laughs> Christina Bell played Twinkie Clark Terrell. Angela Burchett played Jackie Chisholm Clark. 
And Kiki Kiara Sheard played Karen, her mother, okay, Karen Clark Sheard. So those are the main characters. I think I've covered all those bases. And yes, so thoughts on the movie. <laughs> See, <laughs> thoughts on the movie. Well, you were right. Uh, I have been waiting for the Lifetime Clark Sister movie to come out. How are you? And I think when the shelter in place happened, it became even more important for me. <laughs> it was like, mm. it was like, we really need this. Like we need, mm-hmm. we need an escape. And I was, and I gotta tell you, um, I just assumed it was going to be good. It could have been terrible. It could, this could have happened, but I assumed it was going to be good. And I went into it thinking that, and it's yes. not, it did not disappoint me. I, I would certainly watch it again and again. I, I think it has a quality to it that um, where it can, it, it has some cult classic qualities to it Yep. where I can see people acting out scenes in the movie uh, <laughs> using like the tagline. People is me. People is me. People is you. People is us. All of us. <laughs> Just to clarify, <laughs> um, I mean it will be built into like black vernacular, like the expressions oh, yeah. come out of this. It it did have like a Friday kind of call right. element to yes. it because it it was legit that good. And um and at the same time, there were parts of it that were just really painful. But mm, but right. that was but it needed to be like I yes. I'm okay with that <laughs> because right. the truth is that is the reality of the complexities of the church. The church mm. is is yes. a place on this side that yes, yes. has a lot of pain, has a lot of suffering, has a has all kinds of craziness when there's no discipline for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, it still can produce um, these amazing creatives. Um, so that's that's uh, yeah. So obviously, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And, and what about you, ma'am? What about you? You know, I, um, you know, I was, I've been sitting already for this here movie (laughs) ever since they announced it sometime last year when we learned that it was going to be coming out. Um, and we we already knew we got to do an episode on this. Um, and so it's lifetime, you know, you know, sometimes those lifetime movies, biopics can be hit or miss, you know? Um, and so I was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm excited about the cast. I was like, I love that. Um, Kiera Sheard is playing her mom. That's a really good move. And then learning more about the producers on, on the film. I was like, okay, this is shaping up to be a really good, um, cast. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to watch it either way, you know? Um, and then we, we, I watched it and I was really blown blown away by uh, just how excellent it was. I mean, I, I would put it on up there with uh, Jackson 5. Uh, I forgot exactly the whole title of that. But, you know, the Jackson 5. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. The, mi- maybe, the miniseries, the miniseries, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the miniseries, yeah. I, I, which, honestly, um, I think my only gripe with this movie, honestly, is that I feel like it might have needed to be a miniseries, it was to be pretty- honest. <laughs> There's so many, so many layers, so many themes, um, so many things to explore that toward the end, it felt a little rushed, but I understand that they just had to, you know, wrap it up. They only had what, two hours or however long the movie was. Um, but it was just so excellent. I love the right as a writer. I love the writing. Uh, I thought it was really, really great character development. Um, for uh, each of the characters, uh, you really felt their pain. Like I really felt for Twinkie, you know, who just kind of was in some ways, at least um, seemed to be um, 
yeah. you know, the the mule of the group, if you will, in that way, in that she was always the workhorse, right? She yeah. she's the one composing, <laughs> she's the one following. Uh, she she her mama, armor bear, <laughs> her, her everything. Uh, like you know, so I thought I, I was like I, thought, I was that's why I was like give Twinks her free, y'all. Give yeah. her her free. Um, <laughs> until that man pushed the mama down. I was like, hold up, Twinks. No, don't go, don't go. Um, but but, oh, wow. but yeah, but you know, you felt you you felt their pain, each of them. Um, yeah, Nisi as well. Um, Denise Clark, you know, you you know, she was kind of like the the black sheep, if you will, you know, um, portrayed at least you know in the movie. Um, I just I thought it was just so good. Um, I do think I do while I'm while I'm on this um, uh, tangent on about Denise Clark, I do want to say for the record that she was on the program for her mother's funeral um, and she was listed by name by the bishop, you know, and called up to speak. So she did not ambush the the funeral. She did not hijack the mic. I, you know, so I think that's important for people to know that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, because, you know, they got to play, play up some drama, you know, yeah. so, I mean, it, um, it was drama. But yeah, there was drama. Yes, yes, there was drama. You know, but she was actually, you know, supposed yeah. to speak, and so she did. Whereas in this one, you know, in the movie, it felt you know, like it was, yeah, she popped up. It was like, wait a minute, what you doing here? You know, mm-hmm. now we done been to some funerals where that's happened. I know I have. Um, so, <laughs> so that, it was just really things like so it was really relatable. It was really relatable. I just think oh, I just have okay. got to tip my hat off to the writer um, to, because she really did a, a fantastic job. Um, Camille Tucker is the writer. Um, and just, just like, even just our vernacular, what we say, like there was a line in there of our classic African-American pro- proverb. I ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. this is the proverb. This is what we say. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it was just like, there was just, things in there where you were like oh my goodness there are so many classic lines so many um yeah i just like i'm still basking in the glory um of the movie. <laughs> and and like you said th- there are a lot of themes in there for us to pick up and to to oh, talk yeah. about um just about the patriarchy within the church um what happens when men get jealous of women you know who are equal to them in every way and who are better skilled than them mm-hmm. um, in, in, in those same ways or in different ways um, and what happens, you know, and how uh, they try to wreck shop uh, when they see that um, or they become envious, you know, themes of just even legalism, right? You know, <laughs> you know, uh, when, you know, Dr. Maddie Moss wasn't allowing nobody to wear no pants up in the house. That's a lot. Um, you know, so things like, you know, things like that, those themes and like, what's, what's the line between sanctification and legalism? What does that look like? Um, and just, right. Or even perfectionism, right? And right, how you right. kind of can embitter your children you know, um, as a result and turn them against you because of that. So, so there was a lot of themes to explore. I'm sure we'll talk about some of those things on yeah. the podcast. I was yeah. So M for you as some, as our, you know, resident yes. bona fide music hell person. Yeah. Um, you know, when you thought about this movie coming, coming out, what, what, what were you most excited and anxious about when you think about <laughs> there being a movie that would highlight this particular group. I mean, they really are queens, first ladies, yeah. like empresses of a sound. Um, and they really control, they have a handle so solidly on this whole area of ensemble singing and gospel music. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's this important kind of 
you know, the, the black response of how much of what needs to stay in the kitchen is going to come out the kitchen. Um, Mm. and how much, uh, that, how much of like the history of these women's lives who are making history because they're still living, um, how much of their lives is going to turn into spectacle that really, you know, will it be dealt with in a more honest and, faithful way compared to what we could often think about a lifetime drama. Um, But to Mm. be honest with you, I saw Queen Latifah's TV show. I think she, it's a talk Mm. show. Mm. And one day the Clark sisters came and surprised her. And I mean, Mm. you could really tell, you could really Mm. tell that Queen Latifah like loves Oh, so I feel like if there's an executive production team that has that kind of awe and respect and love for women that they get to interact with, if they're as, you know, if the casting team is bold enough to cast the daughter of one of the people Tom they're portraying, then there's going to be mm-hmm. just more quality because there's going to be more conversation. So I got excited about it the more I learned about it, especially knowing that African-American women were all over this thing. Just the more Black people can self-determine our own art, the better the art will be, hands down, period. You know, and I I was really (laughs) excited about it. I mean, and also, this to go without saying, but not enough people in the world are in love with the Clark sisters. Nowhere yes. near enough people in the world. Yes. Um, yes. I was very excited to hear many, many artists going live on mm. Instagram and Facebook and people like making little playlists. John Baptiste, one of my favorite New Orleans jazz musicians, just played a whole gospel record from Aretha to the Hawkins to, the, mm-hmm. to James mm-hmm. Cleveland to the Clark sisters on his live on Sunday. And I know it was Resurrection Day last Sunday, but also... He had a thousand people listening to gospel music and they were yeah. like, what is this? Wait, what is that? And he didn't say a word. He was just like, we playing this record. And it was dope. It was dope. And you could tell some of that influence had to come from that film. So. Well, there are so many people that I think are, are um, honoring them rightfully. So, you know, musically, I think I want to say, before it came out, Mariah Carey had, a, you know, put out some kind yep. of clip or something and was like, you know, they are the greatest singers, period. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, She's uh, a huge uh-huh. fan. Um, yeah. And, 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 that when it, and even listening to them, um, you know, you could just, you can hear their influence um, in so many voices mm-hmm. that we listen to in, di- in different genres right now. So, yeah, it was, it yeah. was a real treat. It was a real treat. It was. And you know what? And what we needed in this time like, right here. Do you get it? We, I was like, this came right on time. Yeah. This April pro- I'm with this April programming. Okay. There's some, some treats we coming down the pipeline in April. Uh, <laughs> it was an Easter surprise. Um, so, I do want to say this. The, I was going to ask you, what do you think about the acting? Oh, okay. Well, even right. Yes, I will answer that right before I even get to that. I want to. I want to make sure that everybody knows that um, the Lifetime, the Clark Sisters movie, it was actually the high, debuts as the highest rated original yeah. movie of the year on all of television, with two point seven million total viewers. Yeah. So the movie was also the top social trend across all TV. So Lifetime now claims top three original movies as uh, ad supported cable. So this uh, this movie 
did very well. Um, <laughs> very, and, very and, well. and just beyond even just our own community as well. So I think that's really, that bodes well for us so we can get more programming. Um, it's like the Black Panther you know, of 2020. <laughs> yes, the strength <laughs> of Black Panther. That's what it was. <laughs> it is. It gave us that vibranium yeah. charge we needed. We, 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 our, our, our vibranium charge. Fine. Yes, 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 I did. Yes, Good I did. job. Sure did. Um, <laughs> the acting. Oh my goodness. Uh, come on, Anjanu Ellis. You know what? She does run sis her Emmy right now. Run her her Emmy. Run her her Golden Globe. All them TV awards. Run it to her because <laughs> she was phenomenal as Doctor Maddie Moss Clark. I mean, I just quite honestly, I think I think we had tweeted out. I was like, okay, the two are now one. Okay, because Maddie Moss Clark is definitely speaking to us from the grave. Okay, because she had me shooketh. All right, when she at that choir rehearsal, when she told that uh sister to spit out her gum, and then maybe she might could sing, might, might. she sang. I was like, oh, <laughs> was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was really. She was that like was a good wig shake too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. And she stomped her foot when she said spit out the gum. I was like, come on now. You better be on the ones and twos. I'm so, I was like, so like she was amazing. She really was amazing. Um, <laughs> she was a lot, for sure. She, she was, oh, she was tremendous. She was tremendous. But she was, she was just, um, and she looked just like her. So the casting was just spot on. I, I would say too, she looked just like her as well. Um, I love that they went with um, Kiara Shear. That was a smart move. Because honestly, I don't think anybody else could do um, Karen Clark Shear's voice. Okay, yeah. um, can't nobody do that. The echo. I did want to hear the echo in the movie, though. I didn't hear the echo. <laughs> that was much the more movie. contemporary. With the echo. I wanted, I wanted to get the echo, and I was like, "Can we get the echo? The Holy God Ghost. echo." The Holy Ghost echo. <laughs> but she, um, you know, showed. So I thought that was great. I love Raven Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Um, she is such a great actress. Um, she played Nisi. Uh, so Denise Clark, she was phenomenal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Shalia killed it as Dorinda. Cause you know, Dorinda, that's the Rose of gospel. That's my favorite. That's my auntie <laughs> in my head, you know? So, <laughs> so she played, um, Dorinda and, you know, Dorinda was the one that was always praying, you know, she the one, she the pastor. So she the one with the word in her belly or evangelist. I'm sorry. She won't say, she won't say she's a pastor. She said she's a <laughs> You got to get their titles right. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, <laughs> very true. Very true. You got to get it right. And so, uh, so I thought it was really good. I just, I do, like I said, I do wish it was a mini series because mm-hmm. toward the end, it was really rushed. So um, they go into Karen uh, Clark Sheard being on her deathbed, almost close to death, I should say. But yeah. of course the Lord uh, brought her back by God, by a strong, mighty hand um, of deliverance. And then it was like, next scene, I I, I could be wrong. I, let me know if I'm tripping. <laughs> next scene, Dorinda was about to jump off a bridge. And I was like, wait, what? Dorinda was, was like suicidal? I didn't know she dealt with su- suicidal ideation. Like, I had no clue. And then all of a sudden it seemed like, and then they cut to the end. And then they started singing in the black dresses and then they brought it down. <laughs> and I was like, wait, hold up. Wait, 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 what happened? You know, so so just just that last 15 yeah. or 20 minutes, I really would have loved to get um, some more dialogue, some more context, mm-hmm. you know, on what was happening there. Um, but yeah, I did love that last scene where they brought in the real Clark sisters. I, I literally yeah, cried. I, I, for sure. Yeah, you know, so I thought it was beautiful because it's rare that people live to see um, the accolades and the honor that they do. And mm-hmm. so I thought that was, that was beautiful testament to the Lord saying like, you will get, 
you know, like you will receive some of, some of these good things now and also in the eschaton, like that talks about that promise in Mark, you know, mm-hmm. um, those who leave, you know, who, who forsake, you know, all things for the sake of the gospel, you know, like you will receive some of those rewards now and later. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just, um, I, I really loved the movie. Like, and if I, if I could own it, I would own it. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> you know, back in the days when we used to buy DVDs and like, you know, so I would, I would definitely <laughs> own the movie. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I mean, what do you think? See, <laughs> you know, I have a whole, whole thought, a whole host of thoughts about the act, mm. but we're going to, we're going to press pause for a moment, take a nice. short break. And yes. then I'm going to tell you what I really think about the acting. My sisters, thank you so much for sitting at the table with us today. I want to take a moment to invite you to a fellowship campaign launching Monday, April 20th to honor and cheer on all of the people working around the clock to protect Black futures. That happens to be our hashtag, protect Black futures. My heart has been so heavy during this crisis of health and hope. State to state, our people are at high risk for coronavirus and COVID-19. And I haven't known what to do exactly, except lament about it, which I believe is a faithful and godly response. But I'm also leaning on the Lord by uplifting the witness of organizations like Masks for the People, Missouri Faith Voices, Chicago Delivers, and others. So I'm joining with individuals and organizations around the country to launch a solidarity campaign called Hashtag Protect Black Futures. And I hope that you'll follow if you feel me. History reminds us that nobody up in Washington, D.C. care about what happens to Black folks. This administration is wholly incompetent. But we also have the testimony of resistance in our own history. Our sisters Sojourner, Shirley, Bree, and Angela, they all remind us that we got us, that we keep us safe, that we protect our futures, even when nobody else is doing it. Harriet Tubman spent eight years going in and out of hiding for the sake of freeing others. And her spirit inspires me to keep going, as she is known to have often repeated. April 20th happens to be the day that legend says Mother Harriet first became a conductor on the Underground Railroad. So Monday, April 20th seems fitting that many of us will use the hashtag Protect Black Futures to uplift 20 orgs doing the work to commit to giving $20 or more to as many orgs as we can and to challenge at least 20 friends to do the same. So will you List 20 orgs that you respect, give 20 to as many orgs as you can, and tag 20 friends that would do the same. And please do what's best for your well-being. Even if protecting Black futures means your whole household needs to stay unplugged from any or all media for whatever length of time, do that. (laughs) But if you're on the socials on Monday, please look out for the campaign and join us. Help amplify all of the people that you know, that we need to know, who are taking action to protect Black futures. And we are back. Now, C was about to tell us about (laughs) what her thoughts were uh, about acting in the Clark Sisters, the First Ladies of Gospel. And I got to tell you, there are oftentimes when people are casted for certain skills other than their acting ability, ability, and it shows. 
right? So, mm-hmm. so because of a particular look or 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 singing voice, right? right. But um, yeah, Kiara Sheard held her own. Um, mm-hmm. She, you know, she mm-hmm. was a solid, solid actress. Period. Um, so I, I hope, I hope she knows that like, I, you know, I think she put on Twitter, like immediately after like, what'd y'all think about it? What'd you think? Like mm-hmm. you did your thing, <laughs> you know, be okay. proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine the level of pressure uh, yeah. to, to take that role, to pull that role off. And also just to be in the shadow of such a powerhouse mm-hmm. vocalist um, as her mom. So, so the, to me, the movie had two layers of acting. You had you had your lifetime movie quality acting, your TV, you know, TV quality acting. And then you had your Tony Award winning quality act, actor. Right, 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 right. And yeah, and 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 Miss Miss Alice was Woo-hoo. she was doing some extra things, and um, and it it lifted the entire cast. The entire cast right. was right. lifted up uh, because of what she, she was, was able to cultivate. Absolutely. And, um, her character was so complex. I think it's really easy to just be, I mean, I think it's easy to, to, uh, look at that character and, um, you can be honest about the fact that she was a whole lot. Like she's, she's not, uh, she's not who I would not, I would be modeling my maternal style after. Let me just say that. You said she's not a subtle woman. Yeah, she's, <laughs> you know, which is fine with me, but I mean, she, there are certainly some p- parenting elements that I was like, Ooh, that's painful. You mm. need some therapy mm. for that. Um, mm. But at this, but the character was so rich that even in the brokenness, that was endearing. Yes. It was yes. still endearing, you know. And um, I left thinking I can see why this person was a, was was a force, and why this person was respected. And I can mm-hmm. see how um, she could pull, you know, pull out of her children this excellence, you know, that quote, like, we don't do easy in this house. We do excellent. I was like, mm-hmm. it for real. Yeah. I can see that. That's on excellent. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, so she embodied that character and made her and made her rich, made her mm. um, not just to be just a caricature of just this mean, harsh, over the top kind of simplistic black mother trope. But you got to see her as a survivor of abuse. You got to see her as someone who loved her church, but had to struggle mm. and wrestle against it. You got yes, to see her yes. having to, um, you got to see her inability to apologize. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just yeah. got to see all these layers. And I think at least what the, what we've seen from the Clark sisters, um, some of their reaction to Miss Ellis's uh, acting about acting, you know, performing their mother um, in this role, they were deeply moved. I mean, they feel like she nailed it. Yes, um, yes, I can imagine yeah. how surreal that would, would feel to have a, a parent who's passed away and then to see somebody who was able to kind of bring them to life on uh, this performative way. So I hope they got Are something you, out of it. You're referring to um, the video clip of um, yeah. the sisters, you know, um, Dorinda, Karen, um, and Twinkie and Jackie um, embracing Ingenue. Like it was probably it was a couple months back and just weeping in her arms, like yeah. weeping, Aww. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I weeping. You're that. talking about like it's almost as if they've seen. It's almost like they've seen her mother, their mother again. Like, mm-hmm. like um, and it was very powerful mm-hmm. and very emotional, very moving. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you know, that means she really did do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they know their mama, so like, like, that means that she really did do that. And the fact that she looks like her too, I know, just must must be so like disorienting as yeah. well too. You know, um, well, and and I and for me, as you say, she looks like her. In my mind, they don't necessarily look alike, but I think 
the the precision of the acting, a part of that is right, right. to mimic the way people hold their face and um, just every kind of those idiosyncrasies of, you know, what makes us unique. I think that's what she was able to capture because they, they look like different women to me. Um, mm, uh, mm-hmm. sure, but, um, but she just could match just, just the way that she would kind of rest her face, which is different than what obviously this actress typically looks like. So, I mean, she, Hey, she did her thing. I, I mean, I don't know. If she prayed, she tarried, she fasted something. She, that was, it was beyond just her, um, <laughs> her, her, her excellent training as an, an actor, but, um, it was outstanding. Yeah, I think it was. I was I was blown away um, by her um, acting, and I will be highly upset. I don't. I'm usually not invested in um, these awards because I know how they do us. Um, but <laughs> I was. I need her to get all the awards uh, because she really, she really earned it. She really earned it. Um, I'm curious about what y'all. Th- okay, so first of all, I want to know who y'all's like favorite Clark sister is oh. and why. Okay. Um, cause I think that's important just cause I want to know. Um, so- <laughs> Ooh, I, I, I used to the Michelle musical expertise. <laughs> oh, <no>. um, <laughs> and then I think we could just go into some of the, you know, some of the themes that were popping out, you know, some of the, some of the harder themes I think that were mo- probably triggering, right. For some of the sisters at the table who, where they appreciated the movie, but it was like, Ooh, I don't think I could finish it because this is bringing up some things for us. So first and foremost, who is y'all's favorite Clark sister? Y'all already know Dorinda's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Dorinda. Um, I 100 yeah. percent Yeah. I, I also really love all of them. So it's cool to hear yeah. about like um, Denise getting some, well, I hope it wasn't all drama that she received, but well, Jackie, oh no. She did receive, it was, most, it was, it was mostly drama. drama. Mm-hmm. She was the, know. the black, you know, she had a hot girl summer in the movie chat. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Oh, she bringing that. Well, she had a hot girl summer. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> um, and then, and Jackie is getting, you know, a little more, a little more mm-hmm. accolades up on the, the interview and TV show rotations. I, I saw a couple interviews where she um, has been talking more. So that's been good. Um, and honestly, there is an incredible video. I think it's just Karen and Twinkie. I should have researched it before we started recording, but there's a mm. dope video. It's just Karen and Twinkie singing. It's my living in vain. And you can really see it in their eyes. They're like looking at each other, almost crying. Like we really don't know. <laughs> and this has to be some years ago. <laughs> no, we really don't know. They really don't know. And that has always struck wow. me. And I do I do think wow. that Twinkie as the one that uh that carried everything. Um she just she's always yeah, just been close to my heart. Um and her natural talent is I think well applauded lately, but sometimes it was just overshadowed by her need to be constantly directing the whole group. But that woman is whew, anointed. She is anointed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have deep, deep respect for Twinkie. Um, but yeah, Dorinda is a, a fave of mine as well because I used to practice preaching, watching her um, her her different mm. evangelist moments during there. Yes. We had the VHS. We bought the tape of uh, all of the Clark Sisters concerts. And that's how I kind of got the sing-songy preaching style that, that I enjoy most now. So. 
Mm-hmm. What about you, Z? Look at those le- look at those lessons in Black Americana. Okay. <laughs> 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 Black Americana. Okay. So so Karen is the youngest. And you know, Karen Clark Sheard is just amazing uh, mm. to me. Now it, maybe there's also this piece that I also know she, you know, she's married to a pastor as well. She's the youngest child, so maybe I'm connecting with her on like <laughs> Right. Oh, right. <laughs> um but yeah, but I have always, um, I've always loved her voice. I've always loved the the vibrancy in which she sings. And I, what I, what I really enjoy about her is kind of the boldness. I mean, in the movie, they kind of do this. They they present her as being incredibly shy, someone who did never wanted to sing lead, um, and having to be pushed by the family, um, and being really comfortable being behind the scenes. So I think, in some ways, I think I value that storyline. Um, mm. she's kind of, you know, re- reluctant diva. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I've, when I've seen her, um, when I've seen her live and, um, and, and it was interesting about her is that she's doing all these, what I'm calling vocal tricks. I mean, I don't know what the technical terms on the show, but she's doing vocal, <laughs> vocal, vocal, uh, witchcraft is what she's doing. Um, <laughs> we can leave it at that. I could bust it down or we could leave it at that. It's all going to be the same. I mean, she's doing all kinds of like slide of hand vocally. And yet, um, yet I could not watch her and ever raise the critique that this person is trying to draw attention to themselves. I have issues with that. Nah. I have issues mm-hmm. with it anyway. Um, yep. I usually feel like that's something that people who are jealous say about people who actually have talent. Because um, oh. <laughs> you, you never know what's in somebody's heart. Like, so, um, but, but, you know, she's doing the echo. She's doing all Come these on. down the street, back again and around the world. And yet at the same time, there's this ability to, to, to say, this is a gift that I'm laying before the Lord. And I just think that's a unique thing. I don't know people who can do as much as she can do and still be able to point to why she's doing it. Um, yes, yes, yes. Oh, so, yeah. So Karen, and obviously, yeah. I mean, Dorinda, Dorinda cracks me up. I would love, I would love to meet her. Um, and that's and that's probably probably because um, when I saw her on what is it, Preachers of Detroit. Oh right, yes. <laughs> I had many many thoughts and many conversations with her through my TV screen. So. Um, but yeah. Good question. We know, and we know yours, Akimini. We know. You know, I just, you know what, Dorinda. Well, first of all, I just love her voice. I love her raspy voice. She just has that. Nobody, you know, she just has a a very unique voice. That's why I was just so impressed with um, Shalia Frazier because I I was wondering who can do Dorinda, like you know. Uh, But she got that raspy tone um, down. Uh, I just love that um, her her um, her album, The Rose of God, live in Houston, The Rose of Gospel, uh, I think, or something like that. I could be wrong about the title, uh, something like that. Anyway. That album has brought me through and is bringing me through. It's just one of those albums that's just like embedded in my soul, you know, Um, and just her encouragements in there. And just toward the end, she like, and I'm going to read this Bible. And y'all gonna get this work. So she's just reading Acts, you know, and a man named Ananias and Sapphira. You know, and I'm just like, oh, that. so she's like, we just done singing. We gonna read the word. And I was like, I'm with it. You know, so like, I just, I'm, I'm like, yes, why not? Um, so, 
<laughs> I love her. I just love me some Dorinda Clark. Oh, um, and she just always ha- she got a word. She got a word in her belly, and she will she will preach a little word in her song in her album, and yeah, and just get you started with your day. Um, so I just I really appreciate her. I would love for her to come to the table. Come on, come on, Auntie Dorinda, just come to the table. Um, <laughs> so uh, so yes, you know I would love that. Please come to the table. Um, but but yeah, so I'm curious though about kind of like what are the themes um even and i mean i know you know their lives so i i I actually learned a lot about the clark sisters i just didn't know like um i did not know um that there was abuse in the household meaning uh that um, dr maddie moss clark was um a survivor of domestic um abuse uh, there were, you know, themes, of course, the patriarchy in the church, uh, specifically though, this was the Kojic, um, denomination, um, that they're in, you know, the black church is not a monolith, uh, but those themes still pop up, you know, in other denominations, uh, gosh, there was suicide, right. Um, which, you know, is related to depression and all of those things. I'm just curious, um, yeah, just what y'all got to say about those things. Yeah, I know that it was really difficult for a lot of our sisters to to watch mm. that. Um, I'm sure it brought up a lot. And we saw it in the Twitterverse, right, in the chats and even on Facebook and Instagram, some people just saying, like, I, I, I'm triggered by this or it brings up a story I've heard or something that mm-hmm. everyone knows, but it's don't ask, don't tell. And, um, yeah, they're so... There's always deeper stories to it. And from what I've gathered, not all of the pieces that could have been shown um, were shown. And I think that goes to show, like you were saying, E, like, this could have mm. been a mini series. It could have been a whole season. It okay, <laughs> It could have been, for real. Um, but you really never know what someone who is putting on the super girl, uh, super woman, super saint face. Mm. You really don't know what's going on under them glasses um, and those massive yeah. shoulder pads that Mother Moss <laughs> actually did wear. They're way bigger in real life than they were in that movie. She was not from shoulder pads. And I just, you know, I just truly believe that her faith was was her refuge, and it made so much of even what the girls and how they sang and what they were saying. Like before, I was saying like you could see the expressions on their faces. They really meant what they were singing. Um, and oh, it's yeah. because they were living lives where calling on deliverance and looking for a miracle, expecting and needing the impossible to happen. Those were the lives they were living. That's, I right. mean, they were in Detroit too. So that for me um, makes it meaningful. The pieces of the story that the writers did feel they needed to tell for sure. Mm, mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious. Like, I mean, I think we also have to shout out the Clark sisters for even their courage of sharing what they did share, mm-hmm. right? Um, to give the writer or the writers, right, um, the license to shape the script. I mean, that took a lot of courage for them because, you know, you know, when you, that super saint, you know, and you that that queen and you, you, um, when you were at the top and, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a veneer or a facade that people either project on you or that you project out into the world. And so for them to be really honest about those things, that took a lot of courage, you know, um, and I think that's important for us to also acknowledge as well amongst the trauma um, that was um, revealed, you know, um, in their lives. You know, uh, see, I'm curious about what you, some of the themes that kind of 
jumped out, some of the traumatic themes that kind of, you know, um, you latched onto or jumped out for you? Well, I mean, it must have been within the first five to 10 minutes that you get a very early scene of right. domestic violence. And, um, and while I think I knew that, mm. it still shocked me. And usually, you know, in movies, like I can tell what's about to happen like five minutes, you know, before mm-hmm. it happens. Mm-hmm. I, I still was, I still for some reason was shocked by that scene. I think I was going into the movie so giddy to be like, oh, no, look at these songs and it's going to be dramatic. <laughs> right. And then I was like, oh, he, oh, he crazy, crazy. <laughs> 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 and, um, and so, yeah, so very early on, it was just like, oh, Oh, we gonna go there. Okay, I, I see y'all. Right, um, right. And then, yeah, to see and and really what that show was, you know, her her, you know, um, Pastor Clark, you know, Pastor Clark, um, and so you have this this violent spouse who is a clergyman. Um, you have his expectations of her about mm. basically what she's supposed to represent in his life. Mm. Um, for you know, for the good of his his work, his ministry, et cetera, it's very you know very involved and, and focused on on him. Um, and then and then you have a little bit, and it didn't go there, but there was kind of this foreshadowing of what of all that these daughters sacrificed by her proximity to him and her proximity to the Kojic tradition. And so mm-hmm. they they gained things in the sense of like you know musical skill in the community, and and I, I pray and hope right like you know the gospel right. Um, right, right. But they also, along with that, like tainted and infused and all of that was this muck of this abusive dad who was a minister, these, um, this, this legalism that was a clear thread, um, throughout the movie. Um, and just, you know, they were just beholden some of them more than others to their mother's desires and her approval. Um, Mm. that was, I would say unhealthy. Um, <laughs> so, um, so that was that was being that play. And yet, at the same time, we're grateful where where she allowed them to go, what she taught them, where they are now. But that was not a that was not a clean or pretty journey. I mean, it was it was some mm. mess out there. Yeah. And I think it showed itself in obviously in their in some of their mate selection and. Um, right. And just left them vulnerable in a, a variety of ways. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think uh, for me, some of the uh, what really jumped out too. I mean, there were a couple of things, uh, but the way that the mother and daughter um, dynamic uh, between uh, Dr. Maddie Moss Clark and the Clark sisters uh, and just the, the, um, the tension. It, that was in those relationships, uh, particularly, I guess, with, with Nisi in this case, um, in the movie, uh, was particularly uh, glaring and interesting, you know, uh, to me. Uh, now, I'm not, I do, I guess I, you could say I have the, the privilege, you know, or the blessing, however you want to phrase that, of having a, a good um, relationship with my mom. Uh, and so in some ways I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is like, so this is, can be how it really is for people that just, you know, where they have a a, a, a hard mom. Like, you know, I think even in the movie, I, I could be wrong, see, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she even says, you know, I'm not a soft woman. I think she says it in. And I'm like, you're right. I'm like, we know. You know I'm like, you are right. Okay. Like, you got a whole lot of strength to hold up them glasses. Ooh, woo, woo, woo. Okay. Them glasses need their own Twitter account. They, but, uh, they do. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so yes, one of our tw- Twitter followers, Clay Films, I think it is, uh, na- renamed her account Maddie, Dr. Maddie Moss's Glasses. <laughs> I just laughed so hard. Oh my God. But yeah, you know, some, just that dynamic there, um, I can see how that would be hard for somebody to watch if they have a very um, painful uh, relationship with their mother, um, where their mother, where their mother, it at times felt like a taskmaster, and I don't want to paint um, Dr. Maddie Moss with um, a one-dimensional brush because she didn't. She did love her children. It was so very apparent at times, and not just on the deathbed, but there was different times where there were conflicts <laughs> in the movie because that's what people will go to, right? Because they're like, oh, well, she's dying. But no, but there were moments in the movies where go hard to the end, by the way, but go ahead. <laughs> people do go hard to the end. You're right. Um, but there were even times where there were just straight-up conflict. Um, like even in the, it, I think it was in the church with uh, maybe with Twinkie at this point, I think. And she's like, man, she wants her own life. You know, she wants to get married. She wants to, you know, yeah. um, move on. You know, um, she sacrificed. She didn't go to school, you know, because she was following behind her mom to, mm-hmm. you know, to do ministry in this way. Um, and so, uh, so even in that, in those moments though, she conveyed her love um, mm-hmm. so deeply, 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 even within her brokenness um, mm-hmm. and in her own broken way. Right. <laughs> Cause yeah. this is, this is all of us, you know, uh, we, we, we love, um, imperfectly, uh, but th- you could feel that the love was still there. And so I think they honored her in that way. And I know some people will read her as just a straight up, you know, like, oh my gosh, she's the villain. But I, I don't read her that way. I do. I believe she's complex. She's complicated like the rest of us. Um, and so I just appreciated that nuance that they gave her. Um, but I also felt for the girls, right? I, I felt oh, for them. Sure. If, if they, they, they were on a, a tight leash. They didn't have much, um, there wasn't much liberty. They, you know, uh, uh, some flinting of the law here. You know, they didn't quite have as much liberty to, to just clear. live. Yeah, you know, and I, and I, I don't, I, you know, and you know, yes, the spirit where, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think some of that, you know, was missing, and and that was probably just the reality, mm-hmm. you know, for them growing up in that time. I'm sure. I, my hope is that they, I'm sure they've maybe made those some of those corrections with their own, you know, children now. Um, but yeah, but that was a theme that really, uh, that really struck me. Was just like, man, like those those relationships can really be fraught and really um, intense, you know. Um, and when you don't have that experience you can kind of forget that or take that for granted Mm -hmm. um and so that was something that was a takeaway you know that i really appreciated and um i don't know and i I guess i was really struck by the 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 patriarchy you know where they were like going toe-to-toe with proof texts you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. from the bible (laughs) and um and the in and the board you know of all men you know were trying to um stymie her her ministry, you know, and tried to, um, restrict her agency. Um, and, uh, and they too were fencing the law right around her uh, over somebody that loves the church. First and foremost, loves the Kojic church. Um, and is highly, how could I say, I would say she's highly compliant. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she really believes in, in authority. She believes in decency and order. Um, so you're not, ta- you're not talking about somebody that's a, re- a rebel, Right. A church rebel. That ain't Dr. Maddie Moss Clark. Uh, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's very compliant. That's she's doing that's, that's right. facts. Facts. She's doing what she's called to do. Literally In doing fact, what she's she called to enforcer. do. She was an enforcer. I mean, the opposite well, of a rebel. She was an enforcer. They, Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. And so that came back, you know, um, but they, but still yet and still the, these jealous and envious men had tried to stop, you know, the, the, the hand of God and the work of God. 
um, in her life, you know, by trying to restrict her and restrict her movements on where she could go, where she can't go and being mad because she went to the Grammys. Like, and she's like, well, aren't we supposed to spread the gospel? You know? And so, so anyway, so I, you know, so I, ways that we say, <laughs> right. That's what we say. We don't really mean that, that, that though. You know, so right. I felt that, I felt that as a, as a woman in ministry, as a single woman in ministry, I have seen those dynamics play out in my own life, um, in ministry where jealous and envious men will try to, you know, try to subsume my ministry under theirs or try to take credit for what God is doing, not what I'm doing, but what God is doing, you know, through me. And so that definitely resonated with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Certainly the case that, Anybody could have gone to the Grammys as long as it was one of them same folks who was complaining. You know, that's what it feels mm. like. Like you said, mm-hmm. the subsuming or even the taking credit. That's that's the problem right there is that there was yes. no way anyone could take credit for what the Grammy was for, except mm. Maddie Moss Clark and her babies. You know, right. they, that, that Grammy didn't belong to the whole Church of God in Christ. Even mm. if they stood up there and, and said, and I thank God specifically for this denomination, you know, so the jealousy really came from the fact that then nobody else get that kind of accolade, which to me is proof that um, mm. we're watching, we were watching too, too hard, uh, fencing too hard to say, oh, we don't care about the praise of other people um, mm. in some of the most legalist places, because when... Mm praise like like the Grammys falls or comes to people who are true in heart, then why does jealousy arise if come on, come it's on. not a place that we're supposed to salivate for their acceptance, for their accolades? So I love the Church of mm-hmm. God in Christ. I sing the song that can't nobody else sing about it. And I won't mm-hmm. say it here because you know we only do that at convocation. But <laughs> <laughs> but James yep, Baldwin taught me that uh if I love mm-hmm. a people, then I must be able to criticize them for their good. And I really mm-hmm. believe that that's what Dr. Clark did. And I, I really respect mm-hmm. her for being an enforcer and a loyalist and bold and straight up as she was. Um, mm. It sucks that what, what made her not a soft woman made her not a soft woman. But uh, our trauma is part of us and our healing mm-hmm is, you know, what comes out of our healing from that trauma can, can really create a legacy. And that's what I think mm-hmm. happened for Maddie Moss, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think this is juxtaposition between the, 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 the legalism that I think we would all agree and nod to the elements of legalism that were present. <laughs> um, and, but yet with this, this vocal freedom, um, you know, when you think about when they are singing and when they are praising the Lord, there is just, it's like the roof has been removed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, and, and that's just despite being in a space that has ideas about who they should be and what they should do and where they can go. There's still, at least from an outsider looking in this, um, this kind of limit, limitless praise that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And so I just, I just think that's fascinating because you can think about places where, or, or traditions that are associated with more, um, with more, more liberty, so to speak, or people see right. flexibility or creative flexibility or, um, mm-hmm. yeah, or, or theological flexibility, so to speak, mm-hmm. where the worship don't look like that. <laughs> right. It don't look like that. 
Well, um. so I, I just think that the, those things to get in conversation together, there's something, something really just, just fascinating about that, that the Lord is again, able, you know, to hit a, hit a straight lick with a crooked stick. And um, it, it left me, so I'm not, so I'm not in the Kojic tradition. It's, um, and I don't have, I mean, I, I have dear friends who are still Kojic or were raised Kojic, um, it's it's I was a part of a different arm of the black church tradition mm-hmm. <laughs> who had thoughts about the Kojic tradition. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you talk about, oh, that's you know, a nice way to say it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they had thoughts. Yeah, you see those tensions between you know the black Pentecostal and the black Baptist, particularly the mm-hmm. black class of the T Baptist movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, we wouldn't have no music. If <laughs> come on, come on, come on, and, and Look, no that, comment. <laughs> the hand can't say to the lady. I just want to be clear about how much we really need each other, um, yeah. and how much we need to be humble to learn from each other. I mean, it, again, it's it's not a tradition that I was directly connected to, but I felt like I was able to learn a lot um, through through all my kind of cozy experiences, but also that that movie as well. Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't connected um, to the Kojic Church either, but I had friends that were in the Kojic Church, you know. Um, but I think, I, I, and I think it's it's interesting. I think even now, um, in this time of quarantine, <laughs> I think the church is undergoing. Well, maybe say, let me say, I hope the church is undergoing another ref- reformation, where we get back to what to the basics, you know, of what, what really matters. Right. Um, which is obviously expanding the borders of the kingdom for God's glory, um, and by his grace. Um, and so, and using whatever means that God makes available to do that, you know, um, which I think, uh, Dr. Maddie Moss Clark and the Clark sisters did, um, and, or have been doing, I should say, you know, um, and so, and, and so it just makes me think like, or, or my admonishment or my, uh, exhortation to our sisters at the table is to do what God has called you to do, do exactly what God has called you to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, and, um, set your, set your, set your face like Flint and do it. Um, regardless of what other people are saying. Now, obviously, if it is God, now you're going to have, there's going to be an, some affirmation from a godly person somewhere now <laughs> on what it is that you're doing. Now, you need some witnesses now. Um, but yeah. but I, I do, we don't want no rebels for Christ now. Um, but, but we need, uh, I think it's important for people to be be doing things. I believe in decency and order now. I do believe in that. Um, but I, I do believe it's important for people to do um, and launch out and step out on what God has called you to do um, under the power of, you know, of the Holy Spirit, you know, um, and just and when I was thinking about that patriarchy that was really coming up so strongly in that movie, all I could think was like, man, if you are jealous about what other people do, you know, for God, you are not zealous for the things of God. You're zealous for your own glory. Right. And that's just the facts of it. You know, there is no reason why everybody named Mama should not be applauding the fact that the Clark sisters were on the Grammy and they'd be able to sing the gospel, okay, to the people. Yeah. You know, um, come on now. The question between those spaces is what people have to, what people, you know, yeah. if people are compromising or giving up something or diluting the message or um, 
laying down particular values and convictions for the approval of another space. But when anytime you can enter in a space and you don't change your message, that's why I always tell people like, there are a few places I'll never go. But most places, if I can say exactly what I want to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly what I want to say, where right. there's no self-censor. Um, and I think that that's the distinction. And I think it'd be one thing if they had to go to the Grammys and become a different group to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I can see why there would be a critique but they got to bring their full selves. And I think, at least from what I could tell. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, and and I, and I I agree with you, E, that is, um, that jealousy is about Mm -hmm. self-promotion and not Mm -hmm. about wanting to point to, to Jesus. For sure. For sure. Yeah. There should be, I mean, and I hope this is kind of sermon to self and challenge for all of us, but there should be gratitude immediately. Um, And this deep, what I hope is like a deep solidarity of when one of us, then all of us, because, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. when we feel like yeah. this, if we're, if one of us isn't free, then none of us is, then ooh, mm-hmm. when one of us succeeds, then all of oh, us yeah. in some way uh, feel Maybe lifted up and carried with them the way that C was saying, look, we got our music from people that, you know, we don't necessarily see eye to eye with and mm-hmm. been in the same vein there are people that I don't know if they would ever bring the Clark sisters music to their worship experience, but what they cannot deny is that them babies is worshiping. I mean, they absolutely cannot deny that. Um, So it feels to me, it does feel like some Liberty, even in the midst of what we might see and look at on the outside, um, like there's no way these girls could have been creative in such a, Mm -hmm. such an environment of restriction. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But they made a sound that nobody, mm-hmm. no one has been able to do anything more than honor. And mm-hmm. honor we should, mm-hmm. but replicate it, we cannot. Right. So. Right. That's good. So, so Am, as the songstress at the table, I'm curious about any of our sisters that is listening, because I... I do feel bad for the sisters who maybe didn't grow up on the Clark sisters. They don't know the Clark sisters. You know, Ooh, um, sorry to these what people. Is, sorry to these people. <laughs> I'm curious about what your elevator speech is to the women at the table who are like, you know, I never listened to Clark sisters. I didn't even watch the movie. You know, what? what is your elevator pitch to them as to why they should listen to the Clark sisters? Get into them. Um, and yeah, and just share with us. And if you could close us out in the clock, sister, so not to, (laughs) not to, uh, you can't replicate, but you can do your own, (laughs) your own thing. And then we go and that's it. And then we close. (laughs) Oh Lord. Um, (laughs) I, I, tell everyone to at least experience the Clark sisters um, ability to bring what is tender and what is Mm. tumultuous to Mm. life. Um, They, when they sing is my living in vain, which is a real lament classic. It's a get in your feelings classic. It is a, it's a COVID-19 requirement. Come on, um, I come just on, feel like it should be on everybody's playlist right now. Come on. Um, mm-hmm. The way that you can hear their souls singing to you. And I truly right. believe that their excitement and their childlike going to the throne happens in tunes like You Brought the Sunshine. It, 
If you have to stair step into the Clark sisters, start with those two. You brought the sunshine. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. their biggest crossover hit, I think, according to like charts and billboards. Yes. Yes. And Mm -hmm. is my living in vain? And then you need to get into praying spirit. Get into Mm -hmm. um, I expect a miracle. Just move into their whole discography. One of my unsung favorites is Mm -hmm. Balm Mm -hmm. and Gilead. It's got this random, yeah, hard bass snap. And like, you don't know if Whitney Houston is about to feature it on this song. <laughs> <laughs> Who produced this track? <laughs> like, LA. I bet it was Dino- you know? Donald Lawrence, wasn't it? No? I know. I think he was way young to have done that oh, one. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> but he definitely clearly got inspired by the Clark sisters. Oh, yeah. So, he did the music on this movie. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's just a lot. Um, close harmonies is what their style people refer to their style there's really no real word for it it's the Clark sister Mm. sound and Twinkie needs a lot of credit for that Karen as well um, to smash all these harmonies together Um, and I I just yeah it's easy to get into the Clark sisters if you at all love ensemble singing because there would be no Destiny's Child without the Clark sisters there would certainly be Mm -hmm. no In Vogue without the Clark sisters. So if you want that original, that throwback, you'll feel it all. You'll feel it all on their mm. on their albums. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to mm. think of a song to close out. What are some yeah, of y'all's? Should... What are y'all's favorite? Well, I mean, I like uh, I like that you brought a bomb and Gilead. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like. I mean, typically that's Karen, I guess. Wait, no, no, no. That's no, that's the Clark sisters. That's yeah, Clark sisters. she just she's lead on so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's my request. What, what's your OC? <laughs> I shall honor and receive whatever is given. <laughs> Trying to even think of one that would sound good without, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to do these ladies some justice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know. <laughs> See, whatever um, you feel in your spirit. <laughs> my, I will say my favorite line is, and this is my favorite thing about gospel music is, the thing that people try to jug on us about is, wait a minute, y'all singing about Daniel and, and the three Hebrew boys and Daniel wasn't in that fiery furnace or y'all mm-hmm. singing about the three wise men travel from afar and there was probably a whole <laughs> camp of wise men. Y'all ain't getting stuff right. And I love that gospel music carries on with legend yeah. Because our love is for the scriptures and how we Mm -hmm. sing and Mm -hmm. how we move that into our music. Honestly, the idea is to spur you into the study of the word. Um, Mm -hmm. So the Clark sisters have a wonderful song that spurred me, honestly, into the study of the word. It helped me through seminary um, Mm -hmm. and it's called um, Life. And my favorite line from the song, um, which I discovered is not incorrect as a bunch of like nerdy and kind of people looking over their glasses, making fun of the Clark sisters in the past would say, that's not true. I, oh. I believe that dialect notwithstanding this line is factual. And this is the best line I've ever heard them sing. It goes, means life. You got to listen to that one. Mm. 
got you. I think that one's sampled. Is it on? Okay, let me not let me not get the sample wrong. <laughs> look, look at you. <laughs> let me get the sample right. <laughs> now say, say the words, Michelle. Say the words. Haya means life. Oh yeah. I think Jay Z sampled that one. Sorry. <laughs> that would not surprise me. Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sampled. I think he sampled that one. Ah, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So um that's uh gosh, thank y'all. Thank y'all, thank y'all so much. I just hope our sisters at the table enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy talking about this. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I want to thank y'all, of course, for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us y'all's thoughts, and I know you will, about uh, the Truth Table movie review. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, we got to give our review. I give this movie five out of five stars. See, how many how many stars do you give it? <laughs> All the stars. Goodbye. All the stars? <laughs> Same. Me too. The yes. <laughs> well it should have been a mini series let's let's let me take that a quarter of a star because okay so four okay fine four and a quarter okay four and a quarter stars Mm -hmm. fine 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 that's fair i i agree should have been a mini series like just three three episodes three um (laughs) anyways all right so now i'm for real closing (laughs) uh we want to thank you all for taking a seat at the table with us let's keep the conversation going tweet us your thoughts about truth table movie review about the clark sisters the first ladies of gospel using the hashtag truth table follow us on twitter and instagram at truth table or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com don't forget to rate and review the show on itunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player truth table has a patreon account now so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truth table or you can bless us at our paypal which is paypal.me slash truth table truth table is made possible in part by pottery studios visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment our producer for the show is joshua heath our executive producer is Bo york and we have been your hosts akemini michelle and christina we'll see you soon on the next truth table bye y'all